podcast about idioms and their origins. We've all heard the phrase, it's raining cats and dogs, but have you ever stopped to think about what that actually means? Where did that phrase actually come from? All idioms have an origin, and it is fascinating to know where they started. You'll never forget after listening to these stories written by our sixth grade authors. Join us as our sixth graders take you on a journey of idiom origins and how they are a part of our everyday language. The Hitman by Sephora, Jakey, and Leia. Our idiom is do or die. It was the year 1301 on the border of England and Scotland. It was a dreary day outside, the clouds blocking the sun from shining. For a split second, he debated on staying home where it's safe, but he decided to go. One hour earlier. What's that knocking on the door, Jay? I don't know, go check Hope. He glanced at the door with a quizzical look on his face. Hope walks to the door and checks through the people. Aside from the thatched roof houses on their block, there were two men there. Um, Jake, do you know why two strong, scary-looking men are here? Uh, I told them not to come when my wife is home. He stomps downstairs and swings open the door. Gosh darn it, Gray, I told you not to come when my wife is home. Wait, who are you guys? The two men were unrecognizable. Brown bangs dangled from atop their heads and starry blue eyes with splats of gray. However, one was short and only slightly chubby, and the other one had husky arms, a long body, and a showing rib cage. We're the king's guards. We need you for a mission. Um, like what mission, Craig? Just, Just come outside and we'll tell you all the details. So, uh, what's my mission anyway, Craig? We'll have to tell you later. We have no time now. We have to go. The guards start walking and Jake falls behind them. They shut the warped wooden door behind them. We need you to kill the king. Okay, that's cool. Wait, whoa! He fell backwards in fear. Sweat dripped down his back. His body did a shudder just as scared as he was. His eyes scanned for an escape. You heard us, and if you don't kill him, we'll lock you up for a long time. Um, are you sure that's legal, okay? You're a hitman, right? One hour later, Jake walks down the dirt road, passing dark buildings in the night sky. He looks towards the castle he's approaching. Can't believe I'm really gonna do this, MK. This is crazy, MK. I should just run away, MK. He walks to the castle door, waving at the guards a secret symbol. You ready, Jake? Sure hope so, MK. Follow us, we'll lead you to his room. The short guard looks straight at Jake with a doubt that he was up for the job. Um. Actually, I have one question, okay? Why do you want the king dead, okay? I don't know, man. Just do it. We want to win the war. Okay. Inside the castle was as dark as everywhere else, with walls covered with pictures of kings and queens of Scotland. Flags hung here and there with a family banner, and golden vases were atop the tables. Jake wiped one of his dusty boots on the bright red carpeting. Nice place, okay? Can we read it afterwards, okay? The guards gave a brief nod and reply. Good, okay? And I get my cart, right? The job's got to get done, so let's get a move on. The other guards were there spying on them, and no one realized that until one of them let out a loud sneeze. Then, the short guard, being scared, called out a warning. Run for the bedroom! They had no time to think it over, so they did as he said and ran for cover. The crew came into a room filled with jewels, the queen, and three bodyguards. The queen awoke with a start and immediately started to scream. Ah! Behead those people at once! 
One of the guards, just as frightened as the queen, for he was in break, cowered in fear. One of the others threw a knife that landed perfectly on the short guard's neck, not knowing it was the tall guard's brother. Jake and the tall guard took this opportunity to flee in terror. It's all your fault! My brother's dead! The tall guard's sword drew closer to the hitman's chest. Jake's sword flew up in defense, scouring the tall guard's leg. Before things could get real bloody, they heard footsteps chasing after them. Run! They raced for their lives down the corridors of the castle. Jake paused after getting far enough ahead of them and shot four bodyguards of the queen square in the chest with his bow and arrow before continuing to run away. One of his loyal servants gave a loud battle cry and tried to knock out Jake the hitman with a broomstick. He never made it close before Jake grabbed him in a headlock and stabbed his sword through the servant's back. The last two guards remaining took flight in fear. Just then, the king emerged from his bedroom, of which they had not realized they were fighting in front of. Meanwhile, back home, Hope, Jake's wife, stared at her brother. I'm so glad Jake ran away from home. Me too, Hope. I always hated him. His parents are not good people. He just has to admit it. I wish he could have gotten married to someone else. You know, your husband is a murderer for the nobles, right? They looked at the starry night sky with dark clouds scattered about. There was a cold wind whispering through the air. Let us celebrate your husband never returning. It'll be for the better. I know, Henry. Come. I know he will not allow it, but spend the night. I care more about you than him anyway. You're my real family. Back at the castle. Tell me if I am the King of Scots. His sleep mask was still on. He finally resolved to take it off. Get them, gods! A vein was pulsing in his forehead. Just then, the tall guard and Jake realized the same thing. The two remaining guards had took the corpses and the weapons inside them. How long is this guy going to yell, and how are we going to kill him without weapons? Ahead of them, the queen had snuck up behind them with a new set of guards and a sack and tackled them. Darling, you know how cranky you can get if you don't go to bed. Now be a good king for the people and calm down or there will be no rewards. The king whimpered and went reluctantly back to bed. The queen then, with her guards, fumbled down the stairs and dropped the bag in the dungeon with a flick of her wrist. Unfortunately for her, she forgot to tie the bag and Jake instantly punched the queen. She rammed into the wall, getting knocked out for good. He then dashed for the exit. The tall guard was not as lucky because of his scarred leg. He limped and was captured by the guards, so they would not get him as well. Jake shut and locked the door to the dungeon, quickly leaving the guards trapped inside. Apparently, the king had been spying on them, because down those stairs came a quarter of the royal army. Jake, knowing what he was going to have to do, braced himself and jumped out of the first floor window. Here goes nothing, MK. I'm going to die, and it's probably going to hurt, MK. He landed painfully in a rosebush, but with thorns in every part. He forced himself to get up. He limped to his horse and got on his back and rode back home. Meanwhile, in the castle interrogation room, Tell us who your friend is, or you're going to get it. The tall guard remembered his brother dying once again. He shuddered, and his face flared up in fury. As quickly as the fury started, it stopped. This is the perfect time for revenge. He's the murderer of the queen and all the dead bodyguards, and his name is Jake the Hitman from England. Back at Jake's hometown, ahead of Jake was the street where he lived. He had rode all the night, and now it was early morning. He set his horse aside and prepared to enter his house. You miss me, honey, okay? What he saw horrified him. He saw a tall, husky, hairy guy in his place by the name of Henry. 
Your husband is a very bad man. I believe we should call the sheriff on him. The mother of his to raise such a man. I don't even think I can call him a man. A creature fits better. You allowed him in, MK? You know what he said about me and my parents, MK? That's not right, MK. He instantly charged arm open towards the man. Henry, no! She released loud sobs, knowing who was going to win. He took his pocket knife from the kitchen table and stabbed Henry in the stomach. Jake's wife screamed in terror while rushing over to where they kept the chimney sweeper, grabbed it, and knocked Jake straight in the face. You dishonorable man! You dishonorable woman, MK! Just then, an army full of men armed with spears knocked on the door. Out of panic, both Jake and his wife dropped their weapons and put their hands up. Just as their weapons hit the floor, an army busted down the door and barged into their house. Does a man by the name of Jake live here? Y yes, sir. I'm, uh, I'm Jake, MK. Well, then you're coming with us, and don't try to weasel your way out of this one, Jake. You made us work on our weekend. My heroes! Yeah. Oh, what did I do this time, MK? You're not going to bribe us this time. This one's straight from the king himself. He knew what the offer would be. Jake did not know how to respond. He allowed them to tie him up and change to the strongest horse they had brought with them. The townspeople cheered at Jake capture for they had all lost a loved one or two to the foul creature. There was one cobbler that had lost both mother and father to him declared, Get lost, you befouled monster! Then as soon as he was out of sight, the town decided to throw a festival at his loss. It was to be hosted by Hope. Back at the palace one hour later, as they read to Jake his list of reasons, most real and some made up by the tall guard, Jake could already feel the weight of his gloomy fate. And as a last note of business, you are to starve in the dungeon, and that tall friend of yours shall be beheaded. Back in Jake's old village, Hope sat down on a log away from all the joyful faces and laughs. She glanced at her growing belly right now only a lump beneath her blouse, and thought, Oh, Henry, I wish you could have been alive to see the baby. She had already decided on the name. She wished for it to be a girl. She wondered if she would ever see her beloved Henry in heaven back at the guillotine. It was quiet, too quiet. After the tall guard had his punishment, everyone remembered his last words. Why me? In jail, three weeks later. Jake's vision was blurry and foggy. The last thing he saw was a gray lump. He had lost a 100 pounds already. With his right hand, he slowly brought it to his mouth and bit it like an apple. The sweet, savory taste made him go back for another bite. At last, when he was done eating five of them, his vision went back. He just realized he was eating dead rats. Actually, that, was, uh, that wasn't that bad. It actually tasted decent, okay? I mean, what's the worst that could happen, okay? He did not realize how ironic he was being. He was able to now look at the dismal surroundings. A single brown, heavily used chamber pot stood by itself in the corner. The rest was gray walls and unknown stains, probably blood from the occupants before him. Oh, dungeon sweet dungeon, okay. He was very unconvincing. As he awoke the morning after, his belly full and round but a sort of queasy feeling enveloped him. He was sweaty but not hot. There was a single black speck standing alone on innocent on the tip of his forehead. He lay in a daze, half awake, half alive, and unsure what would become of him for reasons at the time he did not know. Four days afterward, he could barely exhale shaky breath. The dungeon doctor, being curious, decided to investigate. Mm, to be honest, I have absolutely no idea what is going on. The doctor admitted. 
Oh, great, okay. I'm probably never gonna get to see my family again, okay? Don't worry, I'll talk to the king and try and convince him to let you go <laughs> home and see your family. That way you can die in peace. The doctor responded. Remember that guy you threw in the dungeon about four weeks ago? Jake, I think his name is. The doctor said as he was talking to the king, walking into his room. The doctor always wondered what it would be like to be a king, have power over everything, nice clothes, a palace, and so, so much money. Yes, what about him? The king asked. Well, it turns out he's a sick, and I was wondering if you let him go home to see his family before he dies. Jake is a very bad man. I don't know if I want to let him out of the dungeon or not. He deserves to die in a dungeon. Oh, okay. Back in the dungeon. Well, uh, did you talk to the king? Did it go well, okay? Jake asked afterwards, gasping for air. Yes, I had talked to him, but he said he did not want to let you out of the dungeon. Oh, great, okay. What am I supposed to do now, okay? Just die here, okay? Don't worry, I'll help you get out so you can see your family. So, uh, now that we're pals, what's your name? Sorry, I never really got it, okay? Jake asked casually. Grayson, Dr. Grayson, that is, but you can just call me Grayson. Grayson tossed a large, oversized coat with a patched-together sort of look. I've got to play, and I'll pretend to be a hunchback so you can ride on my back. I will go straight to your old house and beg. Once you let me in, you will have off my back. I can only take you for an hour because I think the king might now be suspicious. After that, I will take you home, buddy. We will do this tomorrow because I don't think you're going to make it any longer. Okay, okay. Except for uh, one thing. My wife is never going to let you in. She's not a very generous person, okay? And I mean, even if you break in or something, she's still going to kill me, okay? Because I killed her brother, okay? He was a jerk and talked bad behind my back, okay? I also don't want you dead because you're a nice guy, okay? He was at this point not even sure if anything was worth doing. Bags on his eyes dropped from their sockets. His beard was long and mangy. His complexion had a green tinge to it. His many sighs of grief like a broken down train's whistle was on its last blow. Those black dots had turned into big black bumps as black as darkness. I have a way. He did not want Jake's spirit sinking any lower. He just had to believe in miracles. The next day, a mysterious man approached the village. He had a huge, awkward hump on his back. He approached Hope's house with a sway in his step. There was a high-pitched screaming noise that apparently Grayson and Jacob fortunately failed to notice. He quickly knocked on the door. Who is it? Grayson and Jake barged in. What? Okay. Hope was about to give birth. The doctor rushed to the rescue. Jake closed his eyes, shocked, and went into the other room. Grayson began to help. I need an answer, MK. Are you giving birth without me, MK? Am I dead now, MK? Not the time. Suddenly, baby crying filled the house. MK, now I need an answer, MK. Jake opens the door and runs outside. It's a boy. His name is Henry Jr. Wait, that's Jake. Grayson hops on a horse from a nearby person and starts riding. He passes Jake and heads towards the castle. He sees the people screaming in fear, for Jake the hitman is back. Jake runs outside and people stare. They had just seen him get sent to the dungeon just a couple of days ago. Hey, Jake's back! Jake doesn't listen to them and he just runs away. He takes his knife from his pocket and starts running faster. Everyone starts watching him and some people start chasing him. 
Hey, back off, okay? Have a knife, okay? He runs to the castle, and Grayson is already there, sitting on a horse. Jacob, whatever you are about to do, it's not the worth it. Trust me. Jake runs towards the castle doors. He opens them without even looking back. He walks towards the tall brown stairs. He starts walking up them and opens the king's door. I spent one month in that dungeon, okay? My wife betrayed me, okay? I have whatever sickness I have, okay? I'll probably die soon, okay? I'll never get to see my son, okay? And I have no friends, okay? It's all because of that king, okay? Jake reveals his knife and walks over to the king's bed. Bye-bye, king, okay? Suddenly, the door opens and Grayson runs in and grabs the king. No one killed a Jake! He punches the king right in the face. Guards swarm into the room. Hey, stop! The guards grab Grayson and throw him to the ground. Get off of him, okay? Jake yells while running towards the guards. He has a knife in his hands and cuts one of the guards right in the stomach. Blood gets sprayed all over Jake and he gets up. Grayson, are you okay? Jake asks while rubbing the blood from his hand onto his shirt. Get them! The king yells. No one moves. The king gets up and stabs Grayson in the lung, causing him to instantly pass away. No! Okay yells Jake. He makes a dash for the exit at the end of the hallway, but before he reaches it, he falls to the ground. He has reached the end. His eyes closed for good. He was the first that died of the plague. The next day, a man from his village found a supposedly innocent dot of black on his body. That night, a robber Bruce, the King of Scots diary. Of doing and dying, the tale must be told. There's dark, Jake, and brave and bold, me. The last words I recall Jake telling me before he stepped into arrest were, do or die, do or die indeed. This shall be used to make fear in my enemies. The story where the threatened king is the only one to truly win. Long live the king. May the war end in victory for me. This is the start of the end. The war ended in Scotland's victory over England. These podcasts were brought to you by the sixth grade students at Halal Day School. The cover art was designed by Tim, Dane, and Evan. All stories were written by our sixth graders and are copyrighted for all baseball.